Thank you for joining us today on KWZD for today's Power Hour. The good doctor, Professor Lewis Chapman, is going to bring you the letter on the pecan on today's episode of What's This? Book Nook brings you a very interesting book in the most dire of times that might just have a massive effect on the economy. Then we've got Hitchin' and Bitchin' with our very own Captain Flaps, who's sending correspondence from the road. And to round it out, Carl Umano, take your thoughts and your confessions today. So the lines are open, so call Carl Umana, call Carl with any of your confessions. This is KWD, Power Hour. KWD is supportive members like you. Become a member today, subscribe, and receive a free tote. A free tote that can carry up to 78 pounds of chili. Very useful should you ever need it for picnics parties, or just particular prairies. Support today, become a member. Next up, what's this? Hello everyone, welcome to What's This? On today's episode, we will be taking you all through the history of the noble and often admired pecan 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 and today we have with us in the studio the two leading pecan world experts Jonathan Blisters and Hank Yarno Thank you, it's, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Oh, oh pleasure to have you. Great to be here. Oh, well, thank you for coming. Now, let's uh, get right into it, because as you both know, the pecan has a very rich and, uh, dare I say, nutty history. <laughs> and, uh... It's not quite what a lot of people would expect. Now, um, in my uh, research for this episode, I've, I've, I've learned the shocking surprise that the pecan is not as old of a nut as many people would think. No, that's 100% true. The pecan is, is, is the culinary world's best example of marketing and scientific engineering uh, work put to it the absolute limits. Is the pecan is actually only 60 years old and was created in a laboratory to create a, the most regal of nuts that could not be found in nature. And from then on, they cultivated a history and literally rewrote the books on it. Recipes, plantations were invented, a whole market, all for the nut charade. Amazing. Amazing. And, uh, Mr. Yarno, uh, you've done a lot of extensive research in the uh, medical applications of the pecan. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about how, um, 60 years ago, it made its way into the field of medicine. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, everybody thinks that uh, penicillin came from just 
regular old bread mold sort of thing. It's not true. Once they developed the pecan, penicillin came after. Now, some will argue that penicillin is older than 60 years old. Not true. Through my oh. extensive research, I found that the penicillin that we thought was invented back in you know the 1800s is not the penicillin that we know today. That's why it should be renamed to the pecancillin. Just going to throw that out there for our audience members. Um, pecancillin is actually way stronger, way more effective, and fights cancer. Not just wow. STDs and the common cold and brain tumors and uh, glaucoma. Wow. Uh, pecancillin, it could be expanded way beyond what we're using it for today. That's a very controversial and potent stamps. Mm-hmm. They eat your pecan and pies. World, world changing. Pecan pie, that is a fantastic segue into a, the... Oh, God, there's a fire. Sorry. That, oh, yeah. God. Again. Again. Run! Run! I apologize, everyone. Uh, the intern Ron likes to cook his toaster strudels in uh, the toaster oven by just kind of turning the oven on and walking away from it. And I suspect that there are drugs involved because he always forgets mm-hmm. that they are in the oven and we have smoke alarms that go off. You know when else you hear smoke alarms is when you're making the down old easy southern traditional pecan pie. That's right. Thank you, Johnson. Which is actually created in a laboratory and test marketed for 15 years before the pecan was introduced. The pecan was made and cultivated and put into use. However, people rejected it wholly. They couldn't take a nut just coming out, especially one as bland as, no offense to the pecan, but as the pecan. Pecan pie was the crux to the pecan's proliferation and popularity amongst the other nuts' produce. This test in laboratory, achingly made by dozens of southern grandmothers until they could crack the case. And there is a fantastically strong correlation uh, here between the rise in pecan popularity and... The uh, coronation of corn syrup. They're, they're very intricately woven together in their sales. Uh, and in their, in their iconography in American culture, mm-hmm. which I found um, mind-blowing. This is not a coincidence. This was a way to uh, replace sugar. This was a, a move to proliferate pecans around the world and make them more palpable for a popular palate. Um, whether that's for good or bad is uh, really up to everybody else. Is, is pecan psyllin, pecan pies are delicious. French toast has never been the same since the pecan was introduced. So it's really up to you, but I think it, we'd be remiss to not understand the pecan's humble beginnings Yes, and well, from, not so humble beginnings. It's the pecan's powerful beginnings. Uh, yes, from powerful beginnings to an even uh, more powerful present 
here with uh, Pecan. And there we will leave you, listeners, um, with something to ponder and pontificate upon. The noble and mighty, prestigious Pecan. Thank you for listening to another episode of What's This? You're listening to KWZ. KWZD is made possible from members like you, but also a little more possible from sponsors like our friends at Buddy Bidet. This small Australian company, Buddy Bidet, Bidet, mate. Everything you need down under. Make your day with a bidet. And for those Canadians there, make it with a bidet, eh? Everybody starts their day in the same way, so make sure you do it with a bidet. Buddy Bidet. Available online and in stores at your local Sharper Image. Buddy Bidet. Get one today. And that's all we've got to say. Hey. Hello, and thank you for joining me, Joseph Thielen, on today's episode of The Book Nook. We've got a very exciting and cutting edge concept today. The economy is on everyone's mind and its fatality and futility, some might say. But, my guess today, Daniel Grams says he has the easy solution to saving the economy in just 23,000 steps. And I have Daniel today to talk about his book, How to Save the Economy in 23,000 Easy Steps. Daniel, thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been great. Fantastic. Now, right off the bat, 23,000 steps seems lofty. However, it is quite easy to follow along. Yes, uh, like I said, they're easy, easy steps. Um, I wouldn't have put that in the title if it weren't true. And it certainly is. This is quite the page... Turner, if you will. Yeah. I um, mean, with, with an easy step, you just go from one step to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And you can't stop. Once you start, you shouldn't stop. If you could uh, just give a quick overview of how this book came to be, how mm-hmm. you didn't quite stop with 22,999 steps, mm-hmm. but 23,000 was the exact number you arrived at. Can you... Can you tell us a bit about your process? Yeah, so I really, I, I, I gotta start with this. I haven't studied the economy whatsoever, but I know how to fix it, all right? And that's quite uh, apparent in the book. Yes, and if you've read the book entirely, you would agree with all of my steps, all of my solutions to saving the economy, all right? Um, the basic point that I want to put out to everybody is that we need to freeze the economy where it's at 2019 that's all we need right your milk it's three dollars keep it that way all right we don't need to increase the prices of anything 
if we could be comfortable here, then we can make everybody comfortable in this position, right? We could fix the middle class by raising up the lower class to our middle, bringing down the top end to our middle, and everybody be on the same page. So my main point is when you turn 32, you're, you're at a rightful sane age, okay? I know these 26-year-olds, they think they're adults. They're not. When you turn 32, you're pretty leveled out, all right? And that's when we give you $1 million. Bam! $1 million, start your life. Start a business, buy a fancy car, buy a home, whatever you need to do. There you go. You got it. And we're going to be 2019 forever. You'll never have to worry about price increase. You'll never have to worry about, oh, well, gas is $5 now. No, it's not. It's always going to be the same. Milk will forever be $3. Forever $3. Now, these shifts are very common in your book. Mm -hmm. uh, you also suggest uh, eradicating the penny. Absolutely. Which has been brought up frequently. However, your, your methodology is unorthodox, where you make a penny instead what a nickel is worth and then you make a nickel what a dime is worth and then a dime and to so a quarter and so, and so on and so forth you, your concept is to just shift currency mm -hmm. in one direction yeah once we do that we could freeze it and everything will be as it should be forever and this is actually your your seventh step so it's quite early on oh yeah it's some very groundbreaking ideas economists have around the world have called you a genius many have called you an absolute madman fair um, enough I think it's up for the readers to decide yeah. um, and I think the readers would kind of see my perspective a little bit better because they're probably not economists I'm not an economist you know so just go ahead pick up the book see what you think and then write your senate. Write your senate, write in. If there's one main rule or step that you think people could take today to make great strides in the economy, mm -hmm. what would you say that is? I would say step one. You start with step one, all right? Step one is to buy the book, all right? Step two, read the book. You can't just buy it, stick it on the shelf, and not read it. You have to read the book. And then, step three, implement my other 22,997 other strategies, and let's save our economy. It's that simple. Very optimistic in very pessimistic and dark times. Daniel, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah. Thank you uh, for highlighting my book. How to Save the Economy, 23,000 Steps, author Gra Daniel Grams. Very compelling read. Pick it up today at your local magazine rack, manuscript holder, or scroll observatory. Also Amazon and Barnes & Noble. This has been Book Nook. I'm Joseph Thielen, and this...
You're calling Carl. I'm Carl Umana. And... Oh, hold on. Wait. Yeah, yeah, you guys are... Wait, is, what time is it? Okay, yeah, yeah, you guys are... You're calling Carl. I'm Carl Umana. Right? I think. Hold on. It, oh, yeah, okay. All right. So we got some callers on... What is it? The line. Yeah, we got some callers on the line. Alright. They're calling in about their confessions. And... You know, we got a lot of stuff to confess. It's been... It's been a hard year for everybody. You know, we got a lot of changes in the country. Things are a little crazy. A little confusing, right? Yeah? Aren't they? I think so. But let's go ahead and let's take our first caller. Caller? You're on the line with Carl Lumana. Hey, Carl. Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, I'm having a rough time. Uh, my name's my name's Fred uh, Parkinson from uh, Kentucky, Idaho. Wow, I heard that's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's it's pretty beautiful and. Uh, I have a confession, Carl. Uh, you see, I have an intense uh, distaste for cats. Mm -hmm. And my children, uh, they really wanted a cat. And they, they found a kitten on the street and they took it home and they loved it. They gave it a name. They took care of it. And I... You know, I tried to be supportive. I tried to be a good father. But I just couldn't do it, Carl. And I, uh, one day I just got the cat and I, I took it to a, to a, a food bank and I just, uh, put it in a bread bag and I left it, I left it at the food bank. Oh, wow. And I, you know, I'm not sure, uh, I, what, to, I, I told my kids maybe the cat just, uh, you know, cats run away for a little while sometimes, and then sometimes they come back. Alright, alright. Uh, but you know, they're beginning to ask a lot of hard-hitting questions, and I'm not sure what to do, Carl. Okay, well, it's pretty understandable that, you know, sometimes cats, they'll, they'll fly away, you know, their, their wings, you know, they sprout. And then, uh, then they just kind of take off, you know. And it's, yeah. it's the natural cycle of bats, you know. Um, yeah, sure. And uh, it, it's good that you took it to a, a food bank, right? You know, so so these people could go in, they could they could buy that bat, and they they, they could turn it into whatever food they need. Yeah, are you saying bat, Carl? Yeah, yeah. What? I mean, maybe this is uh, maybe it doesn't make a difference, but I, I was talking about a cat. Oh, cats! Yeah, no, yeah, that makes yeah. a big difference. Okay. They bark all night. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, I'd get rid of it too. Yeah. You know, so I I hate dogs, man. I hate them. Um, okay. So you getting rid of it—that's not a bad thing. You're teaching your kids to be respectful. Responsive, right? And kids need to be responsive. 
You can use them to respond to things. Yeah. yeah you know. Sure, make sure they're alive. And exactly. You know, and if they're responsive about, you know, just uh, having this, uh, what was it? A cat? Yeah, yeah, that thing. Uh, so they're responding to you, you know, responding to them bringing in this foul creature, right? Yeah, yeah, they are responding. Yeah. So, what you need to do is step up and tell them what? to shut up. Yeah. Who's yeah, the father? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Who's the father? Who who brings me. the bat bread to the table? I bring the bat bread to the table, yeah. All right, then you tell them that. And you say, I don't want no dogs in my house. I don't want no dogs All right. in my house. Yeah, you're right, Carl. That's right. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, you know. Thank, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him. Thanks for calling uh, K, KQ, K, you know where you at. All right. Uh, you know, and that's the thing, guys. If, if, if you're the man of the house, then be the man. Don't let your, what are they, uh, ch- children. Yeah, I, right. Chickens. No. Oh. Yeah, well, don't let your chickens. I don't care. Ooh what they are but don't let them take over your house if you're the man if you're bringing in your bread then that's it you have the say right okay we got another caller caller you're on the line uh, uh, hi Carl hey so uh I've got a pretty my name's uh Hank and uh I live in Oklahoma and uh, people call me pretty old-fashioned guy. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm thinking they might be right because my, my little lady, she's been leaving the house and became a real estate agent. All right. And uh, at first she was real successful. She was really successful, making a lot of money. And, uh, you know, there's lots of man we can't provide for his family, be home with the bat bread and bacon like his wife can. And so it's let me do some things I'm not proud of. And, uh, and uh, well, what I've been doing is all the houses that she has for sale, I've been pretending to haunt them. Is I've just as various ghosts, ghouls, goblins, spooks, specters, and poltergeists to scare off prospective buyers. And uh, it's made her unsuccessful and it, it certainly hurt her business now that's just one part of my confession is uh the problem's got a bit more serious than that and I've started I've begun haunting houses that people live in I've, I've just been addicted to uh, frightening folks and becoming all these different monsters and nightmares come to life for people and uh I, I gotta tell you, is it's I feel like the truest version of myself doing it, and I don't intend to ever stop. Uh, but I just needed to confess it to uh, somebody, so uh, I thank you, Carl. Yeah, no problem. I mean, if you're out there and you're just fighting random people, I mean, that's cool. Just make sure they're not getting hurt, you know? Because I mean, if you're just fighting people, you could get in trouble. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Keep it a ghost in the house. Yeah. But so and the streets be a mouse. Uh so when you're 
When you're fighting people, you're dressing up as ghosts? No, no, frightening. I'm frightening people, scaring them. Oh, you're scaring them? Yeah. So, like, they're scared when you hit them? No, no, I'm not touching people. I'm just pretending to be a ghost in in their home. All right. Okay, that's weird. Okay. Uh, it, it is a bit peculiar, I suppose, to... I guess if it's strange for a man to dress in various masks and costumes and conceal himself in the windows and basements of strangers' homes, if you find that strange. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but, so your wife is the agent of a state, right? So, if she catches you, man, she's gonna throw you in federal prison. No, uh, yeah, I suppose so. Alright, yeah. so, so she's, she's the agent of a state, alright? And she's trying to sell your house, alright? I understand, you wanna live in that house, you know? You, you wanna spook these people out of your house, alright? Uh... That's cool, but don't be hitting people, man. That's not cool. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, Carl. Um, and you know, in the end, yeah, you gotta be yourself. You know, if you feel true, then, you know, that's where it's all about. You know, if you're truly yourself, then you're truly your wife, too. You know what I mean? Well, well, thank you, Carl. That's, I'm glad somebody understands me. Yeah, just stop the violence, and if you want to hit people... Join some uh some what is it rugby? Yeah, yeah, rugby's cool. Uh, you could you could try a skiing team. That's that's all right. There's a lot of fighting and skiing. Uh, so yeah, find a different outlet for hitting these people. Don't just hit random people, man. It's not cool. Uh, okay, Carl. Uh, thank thank you. All right, yeah, no problem, Hank. Good talking to you. And it looks like we got uh, one more caller on the line. Uh, let's see if we could get him. Caller, are you there? Hello? Oh, uh, hi, Carl. Hey, how you doing? Uh, oh, not too great, Carl. Oh, that doesn't sound like you're doing great. No, it doesn't, doesn't sound that way. Uh, oh, Carl, uh, I just got a, a promotion in my job. Alright. Um, but as it turns out, um... You know, I first got the job uh, 10 years ago, and uh, I lied on my resume about it. I didn't have any of the qualifications, and I still do not have any of the qualifications. And uh, the higher I go, the more I need them, Carl. And I'm starting to get really worried that I can't just fake my way through this anymore. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, and the worst part of it, is I'm a surgeon, Carl. Oh, alright. You know, I haven't lost a patient yet, but it's not looking too good. Okay. Well, from my understanding is that, you know, you're just writing little snippets on the back of a cigarette box, you know, and things like that. So you're just warning people about cancer and what to stay away from if they're pregnant. So, I mean... If you're just a Surgeon General, then things are okay, man, and, uh, you know, people don't read that stuff anyways. And ten days in the job, that's nothing, man. Uh, how many promotions have you gotten in ten days? Uh, well, 
four in the ten years that I've been in, been here. I started as a uh, started as just an intern, and then they just put me up to a nurse, and then then a then a doctor and a specialist, and uh, wow, all right, I'm a surgeon. Okay. I didn't even go to med school. I, I just kind of, you know, I just kind of, I, I guess I have good charisma. Yeah, I could hear it in your voice, man. You should do radio. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Maybe. All right, well, maybe that's what you should do. Start developing a new resume and find yourself a new job. Oh, I mean, how's the money at Surgeon General? Uh, it's 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 pretty nice. Yeah. It's pretty nice. It, it ride, man. Be cool about it. Just don't go hitting people. <laughs> You're right, Carl. I shouldn't go hitting people. Yeah. And, you know, if you've, uh, if you're making the, some money and everybody's just kind of cool with you right now, then let it go, man. Just be yourself. You know? Yeah. And... If your if your wife is coming after you, you know, because I know she's an agent of the state and all, but you know, just just tell her to chill out for a little bit, so you could, you know, you could sell your home, you know, you could make that bat bread, and you could move on with your life after things fall apart. You know, I don't, I didn't understand what forty uh, percent of those words uh, were all about, but you know, it seemed like good advice, Carl. All right, Fred Parkinson. It's been nice talking to you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to uh, Umana Coral. Uh, and, you know, I, I think what you should take away from all of this is uh, bats make good bread and don't hit people. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. This is, uh, KWCD. Yeah, all right. Have a good night. Thanks for listening on KWZD. Today's Power Hour. So much power in one hour that we fit it into a half hour. One compressed hour because all of its power. Remember, KWZD and shows like the Midnight Run and Power Hour made possible for members like you and sponsored by sponsors like Benny's Beats. Benny's Beats. Beat the heat with a beat. And you know, sometimes you just gotta eat. So might as well make it a beat. Benny's Beats. This is KWZD. Good night.